1: In Louisiana, a former wealthy Baton Rouge car dealer is found guilty of hiring three hitmen who carried out the murder of his wife. In Ohio, a 19 year old female is convicted of the murder of her boyfriend and another by intentionally crashing her car into a brick wall. And a driver in Alabama dies after being beaten by bar patrons following an accidental striking of a pedestrian. These stories and more coming at you today on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman, and I'm Woody Overton,
2: and I'm Bayou Brandy. What a Bayou B? Bayou Brandy! Bayou Brandy. Bayou
1: Brandy. We've been waiting on this
3: one, right? That's not Ago. No, it's not Ago. So, uh, we had our board meeting y'all, and Aggo's been <laughs> acting out really severely, yeah. and we had put him on double secret probation, That's so he's, right. he's suspended for two shows. Yes, but, Brandy, is. we thank you very much for filling in for him. Uh, you drove in. Uh, from
2: Slide, Slide, Slide L.
3: L, right, and in the wonderful trap,
1: world right? of Slide L. So,
3: that, real quick before we get started, y'all, hum of old B, I I got hooked up with Bayou B, Brandy Bayou underscore. I just Brandy, call her Brandy, BB. BB,
1: yeah,
3: the, uh, <laughs> for sure. Because of TikTok, right, yep. and so she gave me a shout out uh, as a Real Life Real Crime being her number one favorite. True Crime Podcast. And then we got hooked up through that and started talking. She's helped me a lot um uh, with the real life real crime TikTok. But she has a huge following, right? Mm-hmm. And we're learning a lot from her in that think you know, we'll reverse the situation a little bit today, but what I want all lifers to do is go to TikTok, look up by you underscore brandy, and go give her a follow. And yes. We're gonna do a test, right? I'm gonna see how many do it. At eight. And while you're there, look up real life real Crime, Give us a follow, too, Maybe. because I know you're not there, right? Yeah,
2: your podcast is so successful, and yeah. your hashtag, even hashtag Woody Overton, has like 6.5 million views. Yeah. But your following is not indicative of how successful your podcast is. I it intrigues me.
3: The before you, I had just messed with TikTok a little bit, and you know, we went viral and all that. In you know, I've gained like another 4,000 since I started listening to your tips and actually started posting more videos because I never touched TikTok before that happened. But anyway, looking forward to collaborating. Let's do it. Oh, oh, you know what? Let me tell you real quick. So Brandy and I have similar life paths. Uh, she's a veteran, right? Yep. Army. Army. Veteran. Same MOS. As, as was I. Beat we were baby. the same MOS and for use it the use. That, for use. For y'all that don't know, MOS is, is basically your job in the military. I was a nuclear, biological, chemical, warfare specialist. Brandy's a lot younger than me. When she got in, they figured nobody's going to drop the bomb anymore. So they took nuclear and the, and the biological out, and you were a chemical warfare specialist.
2: Well, it's actually now CBRN, chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear. Really? Whoa. Well,
3: there you go. Yeah. sounds uh, way
2: fancier than it is. That got me.
3: smart, y'all. Uh, <laughs> then check this out. 911 dispatcher. I was. Right. And which is a whole different monster. Yes. And then 101 and has her master's in social work. Right. And then with the, now you're, you have that, but you're an influencer. Yeah. I still
2: work full time. My career is still definitely the most important thing to me. Um, But the TikTok thing has just kind of taken off in the last year. Um, And
3: married to a real cool, Big dude, you don't want to mess with this dude. Jim <laughs> I mean, his name's yeah. his name's Pierre. 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 I like it. Yep. Big, Born
2: in Montreal, big, half um, half French Canadian, half Dominican. He is definitely my dude. That is my proudest title that big, I wear.
3: Hey, hey yeah, I'm I'm comfortable off my sexuality. To say he's a big, good-looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't messing
1: with Pierre. No yeah.
3: messing with Pierre. Shout right. out Pierre. So let's get down to some true crime time crime for time for Friday. Friday.
1: Friday. Friday. That's right. I am gonna said Thursday. Oh, that's
3: Friday. All these days. Let's together. Let's do it.
1: Yes. Uh, and I'm going to start off with a story, y'all. And, you know, a lot of times when we talk about crime, automatically you know how you feel about it, right? It's a crime. You're a law-abiding person. So it's, it's all bad. This one, I read it and I'm not sure quite how I feel about it. So all let right. me tell y'all what's going on and all you listeners out there in listener land. Tiffany Woods, now 43 was sentenced to life after a baby's death following Hurricane Katrina. Of course, we all know Hurricane Katrina, devastating Uh, hurricane. One uh, of the only things I have PTSD about. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, A woman who is serving that life sentence is serving it after feeding cow's milk to an infant son who died malnourished in Shreveport, where the family had evacuated from New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. The unanimous vote of the Louisiana Board of Pardons following an emotional hearing. The unanimous vote of the Louisiana Board of Pardons followed an emotional hearing in which Tiffany Woods, now 43, pleaded for her release after 17 years, while a Caddo Parish prosecutor vehemently opposed it. The prosecutor, Susan Ellis, argued that until Monday, Woods had never accepted responsibility for her baby's starvation and death in late 2005. Now, the board's decision leaves it to Governor John Bell Edwards to decide whether to commute Woods' sentence. The governor can only glant, uh, glant, grant clemency to a recommendation uh, from the board whose members he appoints, Woody, you and I talked about that actually on Bloody Angola just yesterday. Um, And the prosecutors are saying it's a huge mistake. Now, let me tell you, let me give you the history on this. Uh, Backed by her four children, Wood sat in a blue shirt inside the Louisiana Correctional Institute for Women, LCIW. LCIW. Uh, As board member Curtis Pete Freeman questioned her over a video link about the period around the baby's death. Uh, Emmanuel, the baby, was born early at just over three pounds and spent more than a month in intensive care at Tulane. He went home at five pounds, about three weeks before the hurricane hit. The family escaped to Shreveport, landing first at a sports arena, then a hotel, and then last at a rented house in a Hollywood Heights development. Woods acknowledged a huge mistake in switching the infant's formula to cow milk, which pediatricians advise against four kids under a year old. At that stage of my life, I was a young mother who was trying to take care of children the best she could. And I made some terrible decisions, but the woman who sits before you today is not the same person. Woods was 25 when Emmanuel died. She grew up in new Orleans East and gave birth to her first child, just shy of graduation. On Monday, Woods was flanked by three of her children while a fourth pe- appeared by a video from Alaska, where he's in the air force. Woods pleaded to be a physical presence in the lives outside of prison of her children. And to the board, she described the traumatic period of displacement in 2005. She's basically saying she was stressed out, depressed and lonely. Uh, The formula the child was taking, uh, he wasn't swallowing. He was throwing it up. And then we ran out of WIC food vouchers. So I decided to switch it. I switched it to organic milk. I thought he was doing better, but he wasn't thriving. The boy died in his crib on November 27th of 2005. And 10 months later, the Caddo district attorney's office secured an indictment for murder. I don't know what I'm saying Do you think that. about that. I don't understand that. The, uh, I mean,
3: uh, maybe there's more to it or something, because they, she's trying to feed the baby and, and trying to take care of it. Yeah. So
2: I didn't live here during Katrina. Yeah. Would November have still been a supply chain issue?
3: But mm, well, by, by then, New Orleans was still closed, so they shipped everybody out to all different states and up north. So that's the transition period they're talking about from the um, the stadium to the the hotel mm. to the thing. But no, it wouldn't have been because the, it wasn't really affected up there, right? Mm. And so, but I don't understand. Mm,
2: it seems a little how harsh. you get
3: how you get life without for. I mean I understand the infant died in it, and it's horrible but
1: it wasn't you know my struggle with this was it wasn't a situation where she just quit feeding the baby she right. switched the formula the baby was uh projectile vomiting i guess the, the had some sort of uh just did not take to whatever formula she was using and that happens yeah. all three of my kids we had to use the uh sensitive formula uh, that you give them because they would literally like throw up the regular formula for whatever reason. It seems
2: like it lacked intent.
1: Right. See, so negligent, negligent
3: homicide, in my opinion, would have been more appropriate, being that the law states if a uh, human being t- shows sl- such lack of care that a, a normal, reasonable person would have shown, then you can be convicted for, right? I mean, if your kid keeps throwing up, you need to take them to the doctor. but Yeah. So.
1: And she's that. got four other kids who are uh, at that were at that parole board hearing and, yeah. and one of them in and, and the air force uh seem like good kids and, well, and they you know, so tough so, case. Tough case, And hopefully they get it right, right? Yes. So by you
3: underscore brandy. We've been covering this story I'm about to tell you about forever and it just keeps getting updated. I think one of our very first episodes back in January, check this out. It's about another kid. So the mother of a six-year-old who shot his teacher in Virginia pleaded guilty Tuesday to a charge of felony child neglect seven months after her son used her handgun to critically wound the educator in a classroom full of students. Prosecutors, and I said this when it came out, I said, oh, somebody's ass going to jail, right? And the six-year-old shoots the teacher. The prosecutors agreed to drop the misdemeanor charge of reckless storage of a firearm against Deja uh, Taylor as a part of the plea agreement. Prosecutors said they will not seek a sentence that is longer than the state sentencing guidelines, which call for six months in jail. Taylor was charged in April with felony child neglect and misdemeanor count of recklessly storing a firearm. We knew that was coming. Um, the January shooting shocked the nation and rolled this shipbuilding city near the Chesapeake Bay. The case against Taylor is one of three Legal efforts seeking accountability, including the teacher's $40 million lawsuit. That's the other thing I said. Somebody's going to get paid. Because when it happened, some of the kids had told the, the balcony members, hey, this dude's got a gun. Six yeah. years old. Wow. And, and and so supposedly they searched his backpack. But we'll, let me read on it. Um, police said the first grader intentionally shot teacher Abby Zwirner as she sat reading uh, – table during, during a lesson. Zor, Zorn, who was hit in the hand and chest, spent nearly two weeks in the hospital and has endured multiple surgeries. Moment in this, this is crazy. I don't know if you heard this. This came out last week. Moments after the shooting, according to search warrants, filed in the case, the child told a reading specialist, who, this lady who ran in the room, he said, I shot that bitch dead and I got my mom's gun last night.
2: I read it right? and that's the, First time I had heard that story yeah. what six-year-old says well, that
3: they, they they had kept us under sealed until this past week um, yeah what six-year-old gets a gun and brings it? we sure talking about a six-year-old dude you're barely out of diapers <laughs> right the, 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 insane so um, police said the student brought the gun to school in his backpack which had images of a sharks on it uh, of sharks on it but it remains unclear exactly how he got the gun. Taylor told police she believed the gun was in her purse, secured with a trigger lock. She's lying. <laughs> and on top of her bedroom dresser, according to the search warrant, she said she kept the gun lock key under her bedroom mattress shield. She'd be lying, right? Uh, they, I mean, I don't lock like any of mine, and that's just, a, I t- teach my kids, you know, your safety is your finger. But the agents with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives said they never found a trigger lock after conducting searches. Shocking. So, right. Right. I shot that dead. That's crazy. Six years old? Yeah. I'm not 16. And she and she eventually pled guilty as we... Yeah, did. I knew somebody's ass was going to jail, but we didn't even know if there was a daddy in the picture or whatever at the time. Uh, but, but, you know, let so update y'all uh, on that story. Basically, mama is taking her leg. That's right. Mm. Say.
2: I am from Texas, so ironically... Hey, hey. what part is um, I was born in Temple, grew okay. up in yeah. Plano. Very good. Yep. Yeah. So this story comes to us out of Texas. A slain man found wrapped in plastic was having an affair with his boss's wife. Mm-hmm. A Texas husband that, and wife. i to
1: put you in plastic real yeah. quick.
2: Uh-huh. A Texas husband and wife have been charged with murder after a dead body was found duct taped and wrapped in plastic on their property. On August fifteenth, Harris County chef, Sheriff Deputy found the body of Francisco Romero who had been reported missing by his wife on the property that belonged to Narcisco Banos and his wife, Francisca Carzales. Apologies like if I mispronounce uh, that. Nah, I worry. do not speak Spanish. Don't worry,
3: out. Aga always gets everything wrong. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Not speak Spanish. Banos and Carizales were charged after admitting their involvement in the incident to deputies. Banos is charged with murder, aggravated kidnapping, and tampering with a human corpse, and Carizales is facing the same charges. So Banos said he killed Romero, who was his employee, Uh -uh. after he discovered that Romero was having an affair with his wife. Uh -uh. But the wife helped him. Romero's wife reported him missing after he texted her, saying that he was going to spend the night at Baños' property. Prosecutors say Romero's wife called Baños after Romero didn't answer his phone. Baños revealed the affair to the victim's wife and admitted that he pistol-whipped Romero before leaving the property to run errands. Uh But his claim is that he was alive after he pistol whipped him.
3: Oh, he hmm. and his
2: wife went to go run errands, came back and found him dead.
3: Right. Well, they came back and found him wrapped up in duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. Magic.
2: It's, it's magic. He was up. alive yeah. when we he left. He wrapped himself in that right, duct tape. Right, yeah. And that's, a, that's
3: always a dead giveaway. <laughs> No pun intended, right? And
2: what I thought was funny was I went to TikTok to look this case up because, uh, you know, that's where you get the real right? news. Yeah. <laughs> and I found it interesting that they appeared in court together. They're being arraigned together. Yeah,
3: yeah. Harris County, that's Houston, right?
2: So this actually yeah. happened. Yeah, Harris. But this actually happened in Tomball, which is a yeah, small yeah, town yeah. right where outside it, of Houston. Yeah.
3: exactly where it is. But, but what now? about her? Why? Yeah. She was going to catch some kind of charge. They, but I mean. the I mean. I pretty sure it takes more than one person to wrap you up in carpet and duct tape your plastic and yeah. duct tape you successfully.
2: And also, Banyos, yes, this dude was your employee, but that's your wife.
3: Right, yeah. That's well, crazy. You never know what people be
1: doing. That's right. That's right. He was alive when I was, was alive. alive. Yeah, but I used to run with him. I pistol with him. Yeah. I a good, but those, Aaron,
2: those errands were really important.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Very, uh, Somebody else just happened along and wrapped him up. Well, we've got a case, another case out of uh, Louisiana in Baton Rouge, which is right by us, uh, where an auto dealer has oh, been found guilty. You and I have personal knowledge. Yes, we do. And uh, and if I jack up this name, I'm I'm sorry. Nobody These can are... jack up that dude's name. It's, it's out. <laughs> it's already jacked up. Yeah. Tahira Gasami was beaten, drugged, kidnapped, shot several times, and left and this is a female, by the way, left to die in a shallow grave on the side of a remote highway in April of 2015. St. Helena Parish. On Tuesday, a jury convicted her ex-husband, former Baton Rouge auto dealer Hamid Gassami, of pulling the strings in the Bird of killing. Worried that she was planning to leave the country with a $1.1 million divorce settlement, he paid her weeks prior. Hamid paid three men $10,000 to abduct and kill Tahiri and then dispose of her body. It took a jury two hours of deliberations only to find Hamid Ghassami guilty of first-degree murder following four days of argument and testimony. He faces mandatory life in prison. Uh, and he will be sentenced at 9.30 a.m. on September 19th. Hamid Ghassami sat behind his lawyers, stone-faced, with no reaction as the verdict was read. Uh, The verdict brought to a close, the high-profile case that has went through the courts for the past eight years, y'all. He's put it eight off. Eight years. Put it off forever. Yeah. Yes. And and for those that aren't familiar with this case or, or slightly familiar, he owned a auto dealership in Baton Rouge called Pier One Imports. Yeah. He several in Lafayette also. Yeah. And was a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. So that tells you how much, how money can delay justice, right? Eight years. So essentially, uh, what happened? We, we almost should answer that. Yeah, huh. Y'all, we're getting a, a live call from stand, Mike Agavino. Stand by. Uh,
3: Mike Agavino. Woody Overton. Yeah, so you're, you're live on air. Uh, um, Your replacement I'm here. Front, I'm, at, I'm at the front door the studio. Uh, you know. <laughs> locked, you know. <laughs> locked, me, you, locked me out of the. That, hey. Building. It's for your own good, and you know you are suspended for two shows, and so no. accept your punishment. Hey, we're not—we're gonna have to take I this off not, air. Not I'm I'm gonna let you anything, berate me, sir. Anything, I didn't receive anything official from the board. Hey, well, i am telling—I'm yes, you did, yes, you did. So you got it by certified mail. I'm
1: at the door. Let me in. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the story. That was Mike uh, Agavino, y'all back. trying to get in here. He ain't He's getting calling in. back. You know, His man, replacement has arrived.
2: I have no part in this. That's
1: right. <laughs> they don't know each other for the right, <laughs> right. The guilty verdict finalized a violent fall from Grace for Gasami, a businessman who for years owned import one used auto dealership on Airline Highway. Prosecutors successfully convinced jurors that Gasami paid three men. Daniel Richter, Schuyler Williams, and Tyler Aspall a $10,000 bounty to carry out that hit. All three men were originally indicted of first degree murder for the roles. All had pleaded guilty to reduced charges of manslaughter. Aspall died in state prison while awaiting his sentence in January. Williams and Richter are slated to be sentenced at later dates. So uh, come to a close after eight years. Right. And and we can't tell y'all
3: how we. Um, the personal connection that we have to this, but and the personal knowledge that it has to do with someone that was involved in it. But the he, he hired because he didn't want to pay her a million dollars and she's getting ready to go back to Iran like the next week. Mm-hmm. And they hired the three individuals and they did it when dug the Grave and then they killed it and they admitted to it. And uh, but he delayed it for eight years, eight mm-hmm. years just like being on a death row, Yeah. half the time. Well, I'm glad to see he, he's gone finally in uh. Him. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before, and companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way
1: to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life, Real Crime, and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great
3: price. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Yeah. All right. So let's take you out to North Carolina. You ever been there by you uh, underscore Brandy? I
2: have not been to North Carolina. I've
3: been, in, I've been to Raleigh. I've been all it's over beautiful. North Carolina. I lived in uh, Plymouth, North Carolina for a little while. All right. So, well, a North Carolina father is accused of fatally shooting a truck driver on Monday, moments after the driver allegedly ran over the suspect's 17 year old son, killing the teen. Chad Woods, 41, was arrested on charges of second degree murder and larceny of a motor vehicle in connection with the death of Jeffrey McKay, age 39. Woods and the seventeen year old son were walking home along Dink Ashley Road in Timberlake after the car became disabled. That's when a North Carolina Department of Public Safety truck driven by McKay reportedly struck the boy who was later pronounced dead at the mm. scene. Investigators say McKay called 911 about 6.30 a.m. to report the crash. Woods then pulled out a gun and fatally shot McKay before tossing the gun nearby and fleeing the scene, right, in McKay's truck. Uh, so he shot him and took his truck, basically. Woods reportedly ended up at his Timberlake home where he was arrested, and McKay died at a local hospital. He was just out of it, going off and stuff, Woods' father, Lawrence Claiborne said he was going— He just killed my son. He killed my son. Woods is being held in the Person County Detention Center on a half million dollar bond in a joint investigation with Pierce County Sheriff's Office and North Carolina, basically state police, remains ongoing. Wow. It's crazy, right? What is the Mm. world coming to?
1: Well, uh, I don't even know what to think. You know, your father, your son gets hit and killed. I can't interrupt you. Aggo <laughs>
3: is still blowing. No, don't wait me, Don't wait the, no. uh uh Aggo left me a message, and now he's sending a text message, and he said, I left you a voicemail saying, I know Brandy's in the studio and that she has not been sanctioned by the board. <laughs> <laughs> We're not responding. You can respond.
2: I'm on team Mike. Oh, I don't even know him, and I don't know what's going on. But I'm a social worker, and I want to be on his side because I feel like he's isolated right now.
3: <laughs>
1: She's trying to help. You he might be mate. a little
3: bit crazy. <laughs> She'd be trying to help you, mate.
1: Uh. Anyway. Anyway. So the the um the the dad shoots the guy that killed his son moments after he ran over him uh my question is this to the to the people that know the law in the room um what do you think about you know that's an emotional unpremeditated thing because that wasn't pre I mean that was obviously an emotional thing and sometimes yeah, his problem is, is
3: he chunked the gun all no, right no. when you go to hide it the, that's uh, a good point the and left mean, the scene yeah yeah and left the scene and good point you know that they're on both those
1: they're for.
2: But I do wonder if he'll get any kind of leniency. I mean,
1: yeah,
3: he'll, he'll probably get manslaughter, something like
1: that. Yeah, uh, not yeah. that 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 we're, anybody's justifying that, but no. I'm yeah. I'm. It's like uh, you hear of people walking in their wife sleeping with a man and they beat him to death. Like you know, crime they of beat passion. the guy. Yeah. So this was obviously something where he just totally lost his mind. And from from a mother or father standpoint, for that matter, you can kind yeah. of get that. All right, all right. But it doesn't
3: really it make it kind okay. of tells you he. he Hats for remorse, or he went and oh, shit, because he chunked the gun and hauled ass, right? Yeah. And right.
1: That, um, but I got a is. great uh, – before we go on to the next story, uh, this took place in North Carolina, and I got a great North Carolina story if y'all want to hear it. Blow us down. All right, so I went skiing in Raleigh, North Carolina. One of my best friends lives there. And – um first time i had ever been skiing incidentally i'm horrible i suck at skiing right uh, i'm, I'm, I'm like moving young. the I'm... skis like you would skates and you know it's it's horrible but there's a video of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a picture but not a video and and uh and so as we're skiing i go down the ski lift and uh somewhere along the way i lose my wallet But I don't realize it. Okay, now I flew there. All my identification, everything's in that wallet. I don't even know I lost my wallet. We get back uh, to his house, and I'm taking off all my ski equipment. I'm like, my wallet's gone. Uh Oh, Lord, I lost my wallet uh, because I fell so many times. It apparently fell out somewhere. Uh Get this. This is the most amazing thing ever. Uh, on On a whim, the next day we go and we say, has someone turned in a wallet? And they say, no, they haven't. So we go on the ski lift. And this is a fucking mountain, y'all. Right. And I'm like, well, maybe we'll f- see it. Do you know we freaking found my yeah. wallet yes. in the snow yeah. from a ski lift? I'm looking down, and by a tree, I see something that looked like a gum wallet, and it was my wallet. I hope tree you bought a lottery story. ticket that day. I'm it, telling you. Right. I couldn't have been luckier because I'm like I'm never going home. That's one. All you had. I might as well start looking for a a house. house. I have no ID. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All you had to do. Professional
2: skier now. You have to
1: follow all the trees
3: that you hit on the way down the mountain.
1: There is. Yeah. Yeah, How did you
2: find it and how did you stop appropriately at the right spot?
1: Well, it it was almost at the end of the ski lift where it was. Um. So when I saw it, we we only had to go about another ten feet before we hopped off the ski lift. So I kind of knew because it was the only tree in that area, and it was like right by that tree. The only tree you hit in the area. Yeah, <laughs> the only tree I hit. But it was it was a shot. That's of, amazing. Get to get that's, that's, that's good. You to see, you. You're right. I should have bought a lottery ticket. You should have. Yeah.
2: The universe speaks to you sometimes. That's you right. Have to listen. I right? know it. So this one's out of Ohio. Ohio. A teen is convicted of intentionally crashing a car into a brick wall at a hundred miles per hour to kill her boyfriend. What? Oh, I, I saw this. this. Yep. Yeah. An Ohio judge found a teenager guilty of murder, ruling she intentionally drove her car into a brick building at hundred miles an hour to kill her boyfriend and another passenger. On Monday, judge Nancy Margaret Russo found Mackenzie Sharilla 19 of Strongsville guilty on all 12 charges what? that she faced, including murder, aggravated vehicular homicide, felonious assault and drug possession for a 2002 crash that killed her boyfriend, Dominic Russo, 20 years old, and their friend, Davion Flanagan, who was 19. What I found interesting, I followed this case a little bit. She was 17 when it happened. Oh. And um, – For what it's worth, she did appear remorseful at sentencing. It was two years ago. But they say in the early morning hours of July 31st, 2002, she was driving a 2018 Toyota Camry. Russo was in the front seat and Flanagan was in the back seat. The three had been smoking marijuana at a friend's house before she got behind the wheel. She did have THC in her system and it exceeded the legal limit in Ohio. I'm guessing it's legal In Ohio. Um, She was not charged with driving under the influence, but the other 12 felonies stuck. So there is surveillance video of this, and it's quite captivating.
3: I bet it is. Yeah.
2: So she was driving normally until all of a sudden she turned the corner and then just started driving like hell on wheels. and what I found interesting was the prosecutor during the trial said they had video of her scouting that route the day before, right. also, and she had never driven that route before. So she, they believed that she, she had fessed planned up it. To it. Well, she wanted to break up with her boyfriend. Yeah. That's what came out at trial. Just break up with the I didn't dude. Break up,
3: right? At seventeen, I mean, stupid. Yeah, I, I was pretty stupid at seventeen, but I wasn't that stupid. Yeah. And then
2: why? And then the poor, the poor passenger. I mean, right. he was a victim in all of this too. A,
3: yeah, she should, should at least. Told that dude he had to walk or something like that. Day. And
2: then I can't help but feel like she also was trying to commit shmo Su- Yeah,
3: there you go. <laughs> hey, so let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick on TikTok, y'all, because uh, I didn't know this. Uh, um, on TikTok, you can't say suicide, you can't say murder, so you got to say shmoos. How do you say it?
2: So artificial intelligence screens the videos, and they don't want you to have dangerous content. So right. things like murder end up being schmurder. smurder, and, and rape is graped. Yep. Death or died is unalived. Oh, yeah, that's what it gets. Oh, I don't yeah. actually know what suicide is supposed to be. I just throw a shmur in front of shmur- it <laughs> and hope I don't get a community guideline. Yeah, it's it uh, funny.
3: But so your, your shirt that you have on, it has a lot of saying smurder, unalive, yeah. banana What is What is banana?
2: So you can get banned on TikTok, right? So right. If some people monetize their TikTok, and if you get banned and they just Delete your account, then your funds also are gone. So, and oh, wow. obviously, it's a so lot of work. band is banana, banana. You say banana, yeah. Right. Like, hey, let's.
3: I don't want to get banana.
2: Yeah, I don't want to get banana.
3: <laughs> Jim, I don't want to get banana. Yeah, I don't want to get banana. I think
2: Mike got banana.
3: Mike totally oh, got banana. Mike banana-ed. got banana. He did it to himself. Eh? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mike right. did get banana. Mike, when you listen to this tomorrow morning or Friday morning, you got banana. Yeah, that's right. The, uh Good oh, one, man, and man, crazy. Man, oh, well, your big saying though is um, real quick on uh, the TikTok and podcast, right? Two different things, and ours usually run at least an hour. um, In yours, the longest, uh, unless you do a live, is like three minutes, right? And in, but you do true crime, y'all. I forgot to tell you that she does true crime and everything Louisiana. Uh, so it's a big difference. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people obviously like to hear the shorter version of these things. And I think what we're doing with Real Life Real Crime Daily is we're giving them giving them shorter stories, mm-hmm. um, but without it being the same hour long, right? Yeah, that's they're right. Different.
2: Yeah, I think it's a different audience. I think yeah. um, we have become this society of, like, really short attention span hey, and instantaneous Thank connection. Thank you, TikTok. Right. Yeah, and TikTok caters to that. So
1: yeah.
2: we can three-minute – on TikTok, some people consider a 3-minute video to be a long video. There's yeah, a lot of people who yeah. are like, "I'm not watching 3 minutes." Right. So you got to talk as fast as you can, get as much information out as you can and hold their attention. It's yeah. kind of like a game. Cool.
1: Yeah, and you know, TikTok is a is a good source for podcasting because you can see that minute and a half, 2-minute video and if it intrigues you, then yep. you can go listen to the long form It's kind of like a commercial for it. Yeah. 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 And the other thing I
2: really love about TikTok is that like all of these things that we're talking about today, I looked them up on TikTok and the comment section is where you get the real nitty gritty. Because all of a sudden, like, for example, I'm going to make this up, but Mackenzie's best friend is in the comment section all of a sudden saying, that's not really what happened. Come to my page. I'm going to make a video of what really happened. You get the real tea. Uh,
3: but but sometimes but. you don't and therefore yes. you're saying is what?
2: You have to trust but verify, trust but verify. and come right. with the receipts because anybody can put out misinformation. Right. And that can be so dangerous. You I think that creators on TikTok have a social responsibility to do their homework and try to not put out misinformation, but unfortunately not,
3: er- not everybody thinks like you <laughs> no, do. No,
2: no. And drama sells. And, yeah, it does.
3: And, Nothing yeah. sells like sex and murder and blood. So yep. that's
1: right. I agree. Good deal. Well, look we just talked a minute ago about a a father shooting his uh the guy that hit and killed his son right. in, a, in a vehicle accident listen to this one an alabama driver dies after a brutal beating by bar patrons for striking and killing a pedestrian mm. An Alabama driver has succumbed to his injuries after he was brutally beaten by those bar patrons for fatally running over a woman outside a bar. Kenneth Harrison, who was 45, died at a trauma center on Wednesday, four days after the incident. Harrison, who had a previous manslaughter conviction, was driving a 2005 Tahoe when he struck Hannah Martin, 24, as she walked across the highway to the bar. The force of the impact knocked Martin into the tavern's parking lot while Harrison pulled in behind her. Martin was transported to the hospital, but later died from her injuries. The site of the a uh, grisly incident allegedly sparked an unknown number of bar patrons to set up a pawn Harrison who was beaten so badly he was airlifted to a trauma center. His hands were completely bruised where he had fought back, but and he had road rash on his shoulders, knees, and chest. Riley said she was moving the couple's SUV out of the way, that was his girlfriend, uh, when the attack started and she wishes she had been by her partner's side. If I could have stopped those people, at least I could have took half those beatings, so he wouldn't be in the condition he was in. The grieving girlfriend also insisted the collision that killed Martin was an accident. We seen three heads just by the light that the bar did have, and when we went to swerve around them, there she was. We didn't even see her until we hit her. Uh, here I am having to deal with this guilt that the vehicle that the vehicle I was in killed this child. Riley said in the moment, Harrison hit the young woman. So yeah. they're driving down the road. Um, these people are apparently leaving a bar. I don't know if, if this poor girl that was struck and killed was, uh, was drunk. Yeah. But uh, if that were the case, I could I, it'd be real easy to step out in front of a car when you've been drinking and right. you know, your miss, your judgment is certainly off, not saying that's what happened. Uh, but, and they, yeah, they, some uh, bar patrons went out there and just beat the shit out of this yeah. guy till he was dead. Him, literally, right? road rash and all that. Yeah. You're saying
2: the driver already had a previous manslaughter? He did, charge?
1: Yeah. and that raises a red flag. If there was it?
2: alcohol involved,
1: I'm mm. sure. that good question. The bar patrons didn't know
3: he had a previous charge. Yeah, right. Mm. And they they just gave him a good what old fashioned down. Skull drug him. Yeah, Hate it. Had bruises on both his hands where he was fighting. Defensive, back. right? Yeah. Mm. The uh, mm. Tough, tough. Horrible. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So another place I lived, uh, Utah, I lived in Salt Lake City for a little while.
2: You are quite the world traveler. Right?
3: And, and, and I lived in, <laughs> you said, Plano, Texas. I lost my I wallet had, in
1: Utah. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I
3: had an apartment in Farmer's Branch. What? My baby sister is a judge in Denton, right? So uh, Anyway, a Utah man shot his teen girlfriend in the leg after becoming angry with her because, guess, wow. let's hear it. She went to a party without him. How
2: dare she? Right?
3: That makes sense. Bob Mahadi, 18, was charged with discharge of a firearm causing a serious injury, a first three felony on Tuesday, basically an attempt to murder y'all. Mahadi shot his girlfriend, 17, in the leg. After finding out, she ignored his feelings and made plans without him. Mahadi allegedly told the girl there would be trouble. If she went without him, she, <laughs> right? She went to the party, sure and Mahadi arrived a short time later and demanded she come and find him. When she did find him, he threatened to hurt her and told her that he was not afraid to punch her in front of everyone. Dude, needs sounds to like a real time, man, right? And then later that night, Mahadi kneeled down next to the girl as she was sitting in the back seat of a friend's car and shot her in the leg. She stated that Mahadi displayed a pistol and she asked him if he had taken pictures with the gun. Then her ears started to ring and she realized she had been shot in the leg by Mahadi. A friend rushed the girl to the hospital where she underwent surgery for a broken femur. And police were called naturally time you get to the hospital a gunshot wound, right? Uh, police were called to the hospital and the girlfriend identified Mahadi as a person who shot her and he, he was arrested. In the follow-up interview the police the victim described a history of abuse between her and Mahadi, and she said the relationship was violent and abusive. Adding that he is very possessive of her and treats her like his property. You think she also said Mahadi is physically, mentally, and emotionally abusive towards her.
2: Seventeen is yeah, awfully young right? to already to,
3: be a to start a cycle. To, yeah. start, to start the cycle. Jesus, you've been shot at seventeen. That. Uh,
1: that dude's an idiot, man. Right? I mean, like, you. I will shoot you.
3: I will, I'm not afraid to put yeah. you in front of everybody. Fuck.
1: That's yeah. a good
3: signal, ladies. Right. Yeah, not the, the man for you. out of the way. And I'm, if I was her daddy, he'd be getting that ass beat. Yeah. mahati would be. You don't put and, up with it in, do you? I wish a the motherfucker whip would. the mess about domestic violence by you underscore brandy doesn't put I up brandy, that. brandy don't said, play
2: I but I will say woman. that it's not always tolerable and I'm not trying to be insensitive to domestic violence victims
3: yeah no, no. you don't
2: have to be a strong woman to not
3: oh I, I've be... had women that are were abusers of the husband and, right and I mean I'd show up time after time I'd tell them say look the one of these days I'm gonna show up One when is gonna be dead
2: yeah I think and, there's a misconception that some domestic violence victims are weak or they allow it to happen that's uh, absolutely not true uh,
3: it's a in my experience and uh, i'm you know i know you coming from a different angle but i always call it the wheel right oh yeah you know, they start out great and it slides around to the argument starts and it ultimately leads to the violent part and then it ends to you know unfortunately most times we'd go to arrest them and then they would Flip the script on us. Why are you taking my husband in jail? Mm-hmm. And then they beat the hell, right? And then they, they have the makeup period. I'm never going to do it again. And the wheel completes. Yep. The, and the cycle starts over. It starts and, out in
2: the honeymoon phase. Right. And then you have the violence phase. And then I call it the love bomb phase. Right, where, right. Yeah. But, but I'm glad. I don't know and, about in Louisiana. I know in Texas, uh, while I was a dispatcher, they changed the law to where the victims could no longer refuse to press they, charges. They changed the state it here it when I
3: was in detectives uh, back in early early 2000s they actually ch- changed it and the da gave us a class on that uh because we go out there and arrest the same assholes yeah. over and over again and they would never show up for court so the state started carrying the charge so hey if you're a victim and, of domestic violence get out
1: and let me tell you that's one of the best uh law changes you could ever have because in a lot of those cases uh the victim doesn't want to press charges because they know there's going to be payback. But if you can throw that off on the officer and the officer say, Hey, I see something here. I got to take you yeah, in regardless right. of what she it, wants to do. And anyone had any type of, it mark, takes, they were, they were coming with me regardless. Yeah. It takes back. the onus off of the victim.
2: Absolutely. And then there's also so much undue influence. like, where are they going to live?
3: Right. They yeah. Yeah. My, my, that's my meal yeah. ticket, or who's going to take care of kids? They're controlling and, the bank and, yeah, account. Horrible. They don't have
2: the means to get away. Horrible.
3: And it's, it, it, hey, I'm, I'm telling great. you, I've seen all aspects of it. I, I don't wish it upon anyone, but I want to tell you if you are a victim of domestic violence, there are, um, call your local. DA's office or somebody, and, and and there's groups out there that can help you, right? Yeah,
2: yep. they Even if you don't you advertise. Almost every community has a domestic violence shelter. It's not right. going to look like a traditional right. shelter for safety purposes, but get and online and Google. There are resources.
1: Yeah, and, I'm actually and, 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 speaking at a at a uh, uh, a group. Uh, Chase Tyler's actually playing yeah. at that at that particular event. It's a it's a nonprofit
3: yeah. that has these yeah.
1: safety shelters and. Uh, there's one here. Wonderful I will say yet. where. Give
2: and me I, that information. I'd love to go support. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I worked at a domestic violence sexual assault shelter right outside of Fort Hood and when I was in Colleen, And the data shows that in most cases, it either takes seven times for the victim to leave completely or for them
3: to kill him. Right, right.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's a shocking stat. Horrible. Crazy.
3: Mm-hmm. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
2: In Pennsylvania, here we go. after a man broke up with girlfriend, she drove her son to his workplace, and he murdered him.
3: Wow, so, murdered him?
2: She murdered him. He murdered. <laughs> he murdered. Mom says she didn't know son was going to oh, kill. Oh, son he did it. The son
1: Holy did shit. it. Of course not. Yes. How old was he?
2: He was thirty-four.
3: Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, and not like he's a fourteen-year-old, right? In so. Moment.
2: What happened was a Pennsylvania woman was sentenced Monday to 20 to 40 years in prison for conspiring to kill her former lover in 2020. So Joyce Brown Rodriguez, 56, pled guilty to third degree murder and testified that in December of 2020, she drove her adult son, Khalil Brown, to Middletown Township, Pennsylvania, where her ex-boyfriend worked at a recycling facility. When the pair arrived, Brown, 34, got out of the car and didn't even speak, just started firing, shot him several times, killed him. And then she drove her son back to Philadelphia. They weren't charged with a crime until March of twenty twenty two. She pled guilty to third degree murder and conspiracy in December, and then she testified against her son because remember, even though it took two years, she says she didn't know. But what did you think what did you think he was gonna do?
3: I mean, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: So the day before the shooting, she called and texted her ex boyfriend multiple times, a little cray cray. (laughs) <laughs> she uh, showed up to the recycling facility, kind of showed her ass in front of all the coworkers. They yeah. had words.
3: Right.
2: She reached out to her son. She says she told her son just to go talk to him. Because, yeah. you know, cl- just talk to him. He'll want me back. That's yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. that's how it goes.
3: Tell him how much I love him. That's why he yeah. got out of the car shooting.
2: And then he just got out of the car and started shooting. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing. On TikTok, in the comment oh, sections, uh, everybody was talking about how right after the shooting... This dude, the victim that died, Mr. Christopher Will, uh, Wilson, he had nine kids. Wow. And oh, they all shit. knew her because that was dad's girlfriend. Yeah. And she was hugging all of them and comforting all of them right after the shooting, uh, and saying she yeah, was so cool. sorry. Yeah, that's yep. cool. Well,
3: hashtag murder by you for her. Yeah. Yep. And gets what she deserved.
2: And then thought she was going to get away with it for two years. I'm pretty yeah.
3: sure she pumped her son up to go over there and do that, right? You're going to
1: let him treat your mama like that? Nine kids. Holy yeah.
3: shit. Well, there you go. That was a good one.
1: You can now high. take
0: off that belt and move
1: freely around the cabin. Oh. There's there Tiffany is. telling us it's time to turn that uh seatbelt wow. light off. Okay. And get into a mile high crime and look, y'all, we got a crazy one today. Uh, a pilot collapsed and died in the bathroom during a commercial flight from Miami to Chile, what? prompting an emergency landing in Panama on Sunday. That's pilot. right. The yeah. pilot yeah. collapsed and died in the, in the bathroom of a flight on I a mean, Boeing that door 787, which is a big plane. Oh, okay. So that is. Yeah, maybe so, a little bit more room. Than let me that. say that again. The pilot. <laughs>
3: so you, <laughs> So if you're on that plane, <laughs> yeah, they, they got to had a backup pilot, evidently, right?
1: Uh, well, Ivan Andenar, 56, was at the helm of the airline flight around 11 p.m. when he unfortunately suffered an apparent cardiac arrest. His two co-pilots were forced to make an emergency landing. At the Tocom International Airport in Panama City, as a nurse and two doctors on board rushed to save him. One passenger said a co pilot asked if there were any doctors on the plane mm. about 40 minutes after takeoff. Yeah, that, that's not, that's not really what I'm something sitting you in my seat going, What do you need a doctor for? Yeah, 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 that's not something you want to hear. Yeah, you don't that want is, When they're asking my, if there's doctors on the plane, yeah. that's not a good sign. Yeah. And especially so, did you see when you, he was in the bathroom? He went to the bathroom. So he and went to the poor, bathroom. Poor guy had a
3: heart attack. Pilots he a, have
2: to go potty too. I know, yeah.
3: but what I'm saying he might, have, you know, a lot of people die on the toilet. Yeah. Right? What if we just roll down the window. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, right? But I'm trying to figure out how they got in the bathroom if he died on the toilet, you know, because those doors are small. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. Know, I
1: don't know where. Maybe
3: like right. there. After about thirty minutes, like where, where the fuck's the pilot at?
1: I know one thing. If I see the pilot go in there and <laughs> it's been forty out. minutes, I'm gonna be like, somebody need to check. He wasn't joining
3: my hot club. Yeah, yeah my span
2: Or maybe he was. Maybe that
3: maybe gave him the heart attack. It at Could be. Could be. <laughs> Got to count for all
1: the flight attendants. Right? So <laughs> yeah. they talked to a passenger, and that passenger did. Say that they asked if any doctors were on the plane. They told us that we were going to land because the pilot felt sick. And when we arrived, they asked us to evacuate the plane because the situation had worsened. In a statement, the airline said all necessary protocols were followed. Unfortunately, after landing and receiving vertical, further medical assistance, the pilot passed away. So well, just a, well, a horrible situation in the end. Of course, we're not making fun of the right, situation. Right, right. But no. could it, you baby. imagine the panic? Right. Yeah. I mean, mm, you know, that was a good one. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. There you go. That's your My High Crime for Thursday. Uh oh, yeah. By UB. By be. is your first one.
0: What am I
2: about to get introduced to here?
3: It, it's about to get kinky. Yeah, crimes for by Friday. Brandy. Right? That's, so here we go. All right. Take you to Florida, y'all.
2: Always Florida. Yeah,
3: right? It's always Florida. It's <laughs> we got <laughs> lot Kinky of people in Florida. Florida right?
1: You're <laughs> So,
3: you know, a woman walking around the city is no big deal, right? Um, but this lady was walking around naked hmm. and with only a towel wrapped around her. She was arrested for exposing herself. Hey. Giselle Robertson, 36, was arrested Monday and booked into the Lake County Jail on two counts of lewd and lascivious exhibition. Mm. Officers were called to the Dollar General after two <laughs> men saw a woman naked in the parking lot. I mean, why do you think they them that one for that? <laughs> Robinson walked over <laughs> we to the car. We were all born naked, people. <laughs> yeah, right? Robertson walked deal. over to the car. They were in from a nearby circle K to ask them if they had a lighter. So the the naked chick walks up to him and says, hey, you gotta got a light? She had a towel at right? the time. When evening. the men asked why she didn't have clothes on, Robert said she was too lazy to put her clothes on.
1: Hell, I am, I too. I get it. Yes. <laughs> I feel that. Right? Sometimes listen. I'm like, I just don't feel like putting on clothes. Well,
3: listen to it, But here's Jim Chapman. always says you're on video somewhere. Right? Yeah, that's comes. right. So when the, one of the men began recording her on a cell phone, Robinson <laughs> dropped her towel <laughs> and exposed her naked body. Hey, now. Police also reviewed surveillance footage from the Circle K, which showed Robinson exposing herself while struggling to keep her towel on before walking toward the Dollar General where the incident happened when officers arrived at the dollar general they found an intoxicated imagine that robinson (laughs) wearing a towel and carrying an alcoholic beverage right so she got her 40
1: yeah i hope
3: she had the bag right on it and the old um, cold so while speaking to officers robinson reportedly told him that walking around with only a towel on was normal for her and she admitted to being too lazy to put any clothing on (laughs) Police went That's inside awesome. the, D, the DG to ask if they would donate clothes, which they did. So Robertson was no longer exposed, but she was, her ass was taken to jail.
2: I have questions. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So is the offense here that she was in the towel or that she let the towel drop she for a, let a moment?
3: Yeah, you know, it has to be let like the towel drop
2: regularly walking around South Louisiana yeah. during the summer yeah, in with, clothes that look less than a towel because right. it's 400 degrees here. Yeah, yeah. Right.
3: I get that. They, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be exposed of the Jones holes, uh, the, the boobies. Yeah. I like the term nipples. Yeah. It's a little nipply outside. So, but I mean, I don't know. Hey.
1: She's too lazy I mean, to put on a clothes,
3: man.
2: Maybe she is a resident of the nudist park in Slidell, right? Indian Hills. Right. Exactly. And maybe she's yes. on That vacation. place has been
3: there for over 30 years that I knew of. I'm not saying that right. Swim. Someone live, who isn't me has ever been there. I'm just telling you, I knew it, it was there.
2: I went live with them on Did TikTok once. They're my really? friend.
3: Awesome. So they're, they're, it's off of airport road or whatever it is yep. down there on the right. Not that I know. Mm. <laughs> it's
2: got a, so, quite an interesting I mean, you got story. It, is
3: it on your TikTok?
2: Yeah, I, oh, shit, it was I one of my first that. videos that kind of blew up um, when I started making. Did you talks. have to get
3: naked to go in? And well, they or? invited
2: me. I politely declined. Right. Um, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Right, I hey, think hey, it's great hey, that, hey, that they, they live their life. Out. It's just not for me. But um, it was a professor who ran it. He was a professor in uh. New Orleans, and when he passed away, he gifted it to the woman who runs it now, yeah. who I think was like his right hand woman. Right, and I think this is. Kind of strange, but she runs it with her son and Ooh. her grandchildren live there. Okay. So can you imagine being dropped off on the bus like you're in elementary right. school?
1: Right. You gotta, you gotta get dropped gotta off get the big sign that says Inland yeah.
2: Hills Nudis Park.
1: Wow. That is crazy. I, I bet that would that was an interesting interview though. I, I, bet bet that, I, I would, gotta I watch mean, it. I'm gonna go watch it. I would love to send Bayou <laughs>
3: underscore brandy. I'm going to watch that one myself. Yeah. yeah. So, so the new the we'll clothes party. on when you them.
2: They were so. It's not all. You don't have to be naked in every part. You can wear clothes in some part, but yeah. if you're in the pool area or if you're in the clubhouse, you have to be naked.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, if I go to any heels, I'm <laughs> I'm naked as hell. You I'm be like, naked I ain't all, wearing no clothes. You're naked before I want get out the, the whole car, naked get, get all of this old, yes. <laughs> oldness right
3: here. Right? And hey, you know,
2: even if something is not for me, I love learning about it. Hey, I yeah, and right. I commend I'm, them hey, cool for. With the, that being so against the social norms, like I commend yeah. them for. There's other businesses that haven't stayed open for a year during COVID, she, you know, and they've been I'm open telling for 30 years.
3: I know they've been open that long. because yeah. I knew when they came up. I'll tell you why.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh-oh, Uh-oh. Well, this is tip tip. Your brand is going to get banjos, and Ban- which is means banjo. it's time for a dumb Dung criminal criminals. segment, y'all. Mike's old, segment, Mike. That he's Mike's, never getting. He's back. not sanctioned by you, brandy official sanction for this episode I, i'm sorry mike
2: <laughs> i love dumb criminals I i'm sure uh, yeah. as a as an officer yeah, you love dumb yeah, criminals because yeah. they make your job easy
3: we got to do a nine one one. one one i was thinking about last night you got to tell me some of the stories later on we'll do it on the podcast yeah. but at world the prisons are full of dummies it's hard to catch a smart criminal
2: yeah but there's also dumb callers
3: Oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but that's for another day. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Lay it on us.
2: All right, so porch pirate arrested after wearing a porch pirate. You know what a porch pirate pirate is. What?
1: He steals Amazon. Steals
2: packages. Amazon packages. What? Yeah.
3: There's only porch I, I knew shit. people did that. I didn't know right. it was called porch pirates. There's like
2: a whole movement now. I'm thinking
3: like butt pirate or something. Butt okay. okay. <laughs> pirate.
2: This went south.
1: <laughs> I like,
3: like. <laughs> He steals your. I, ass. I, get hey, I, I saw the video where they put like um a bomb with shit in it and on, the, on the box, and they had a, like, like on the video camera. The person came out the opening to blew shit all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah.
0: I
2: like that. So
3: the that was a porch pirate Yeah, the you steal my it.
2: shit. You're going to get shit blown up yeah, in your no, face. All yeah. right. I'm down with that. So, you know, today's era, I actually said I would never get a doorbell camera, and I just got one myself. Yeah, so, yeah, you I said I would go never. Go I don't yeah, like no. the instantaneous that, connection. Never, but say, never say never. Never say never. So, I assume. That this was caught on ring camera. Right. So a porch pirate has been arrested after wearing the exact same shirt the very next day to uh. a South Carolina courtroom that he was seen wearing stealing packages from people's porch. And the video was posted to Facebook. Uh. So there was a Facebook neighborhood group. And someone posted, I assume, their ring camera to it and said, hey, have you guys seen this person? They've been stealing my packages. The video went viral. He coincidentally had to be in court the next day for something unrelated.
1: And and he was
2: recognized in court wearing the same shirt.
1: Oh, my God. And
2: he was arrested. So authorities announced it on Facebook. Remember seeing the post on the left? The police department asked, well, sometimes people actually make our job easy. This guy decided to come to court. (laughs) the day after he stole stuff off of people's porch and was wearing the exact same clothes. Yeah, we are hilarious. happy to say he is in custody. Uh,
3: porch pirate. No, <laughs> that's more. that's a good one. Good one, Brandy. Good,
1: good. I done. got a great quick good. story before good. we hit the, the outro on that. Um, I sold a or... camera. Okay. Uh like a, it wasn't a ring camera, but similar, um, on eBay that I wouldn't use anymore. Right. right. So, you delete all I sell your, it. All you need is off of I it. did. <laughs> all my all my Indian hill stuff. So I sell it on eBay. Um the guy buys it or gal and and one day I'm at home and I get a notification it said there was movement in my house and I'm like, "What? I don't even have that camera anymore." So I it's click just, it. Did, no, you didn't have you had it no, no. Yes. It's so <laughs> So, y'all, I what cannot tell you Indian how Hill tempted stuff? I was just yeah. to sit there all the time and watch it, oh, but I deleted it. I, felt I and dude, then bet I you mess- did. I did. I totally did. And I messaged a guy and said, change your shit. Yeah, yeah, change your shit. I would have
2: never um, thought of
1: that. Right? Yeah. That
3: is hilarious.
1: <laughs> I'm like looking and he's walking around some guy's walking around the house yeah. and, and inside, they they had him inside the house. It, and I'm like, you messed up, hey dude! Somebody's breaking into your yeah. shit. I did watch for like five minutes, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I need to. You, know, you wait about, I feel like a about three days. Yeah, it was bad. I was but like, but totally warrior. If you, you weren't a while.
2: good person and did the right thing, like yeah,
1: you could be. Oh my God, gosh, right. man! Yeah, right. and right. now I almost regretted it because I'm like, <laughs> man, that would have been great entertainment. At least, what the the Joneses are doing tonight? Yeah, so but I did. I was I did the right thing and deleted it. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was the yep. best dumb criminal segment ever, I I've ever, ever, heard. ever. Ago. Banjos for Brandon. you yes. <laughs> are setting me Very up for good. failure
2: here with Mike.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Well, Mike set himself up for failure. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's all we have for today's episode. To
3: I, I want to talk about a, a couple things. First of all, thank you so much yes. for coming in. You rocked. Uh, you're a natural. We love you.
2: Thank you guys um, for having me.
3: We. Again on the TikTok thing, I, y'all. Let's do a. Brandy likes to say a social experiment.
2: I do love the, social. Experiments. I want
3: to see, and we know where your numbers are at now. I want you, all you lifers out there. When you hear this, take a minute, and I know a lot of people don't like TikTok, right? And they, they're saying it's China or whatever. But it, evidently, it's China. The, the, <laughs> it's a it's a real big deal um, that some. Some of my best friends don't listen to the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But they'll watch the hell out of TikToks, man. Yeah. And, and they send me TikToks. But well, you want to give something right, right. for everybody. Right, right, right. But right. yeah. right. let's do a social experiment. Go. Do you have to download TikTok to follow you? I would guess mm, so, right? You, can do you do have it to it from create the web browser.
2: You, know, you can do it from the website. All right. So, but it's going to be a matter of time before you download it because it's so damn addicting. So you might as well just download it from the jump. Yeah. So, no. well,
3: there you go. Create an <laughs> right. account. And go follow. It's B-A-Y-O-U underscore Brandy, B R A N D I I. Brandy with an I.
2: And there are a few fake accounts out there. Yeah. Um, I have Mardi Gras stuff on in my profile. Well, oh, you, you can't
3: miss it. That I mean, it's, she says true crime nerd in Louisiana
2: transplant. I think because I'm not from Louisiana. Right. I just love but y'all's culture. Love I've fallen ship. in love with it. The people well, you, here are here of a enough. different cloth,
1: especially the Indian Hills people.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> so, so yeah. look, y'all. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> on some of her crime stories, she has millions and millions of, of views on the stuff she reports. And she does a lot of tips on everything else. But go follow her and send me a screenshot, if you will, to any of our social media, the mm-hmm. app. Or I know Brandy's not on Facebook, but we got like seven different Facebook pages. Do that. And also follow Real Life, Real Crime and their TikTok. Uh, I'm shooting more videos every day thanks to Brandy. I'm trying to do at least one a day. Yeah. Different things from me cooking to. Whatever. I hadn't really done much true crime stuff yet, unless we're in this room. So we need to shoot a TikTok.
2: I find it so interesting that you have only 17,000 followers on there. What I would be interested to know is what do your followers and your listeners want to see on your TikTok? Do they want to see more behind the scenes of in the studio, or do they want to see more behind the scenes of y'all in your everyday life? Because the number, there's such a disconnect in your numbers there. So,
3: so y'all tell us. What, what do you want to see oh, yeah. on Real Life Real Crime TikTok, right? Uh, you want more Put true it. crime? You want more cooking videos, beer drinking videos? Whatever. Do you
2: want to see what it looks like when they're recording in the studio, yeah, yeah. behind the scenes? Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, very good point, right? Yep. Yeah. And the, uh, so anyway, y'all go check it out. Let us know. And we're going to report back. It won't be on the next show. Probably by the time Mike gets off suspension We'll be able to give you an update, and I want to try that social experiment.
2: Okay, so is Mike really suspended? Because I thought it was a joke.
3: Uh, Mike's ass is suspended. He's I thought suspended. that was a joke in the beginning. Uh, Mike was on double secret probation. And double secret. He He's gotten just, a little
1: bit out of control. He was getting
3: just, I mean, he just it was being hurt. Brandy, if you have listened you, would have known he
1: was being very hurtful. That's right. <laughs> very hurtful. <laughs> Look, we do want to shout out ourrescue.org. It's one more thing on this. Go ahead. I, I, no, you go.
3: No, No, ourrescue.org. Our she has something to say about this. Oh, right? okay.
1: We want to shout out ourrescue.org. Uh, if you want to end or get in the fight to end human trafficking, uh, check it out. There's tons of ways you can help. Everything from just attending get-togethers uh, that they post on that website to uh, donating whatever. See, time, see, money. See something, so, say
3: something. Yeah. Randy has... Uh, not only written in paper, it was published Mm -hmm. about human trafficking. Very good. Yeah. So as
2: a social worker, human trafficking is really important to me because I think we, when I say we, I mean people who live by social norms and are typically rule followers and do the right thing. We hear stories about it on the news and we're like, Oh my God, this doesn't happen. Yes, it does. It It happens in every city behind every closed door around every corner. Trafficking is real, whether it comes in the form of labor domestic, sexual. There's so many different types of trafficking and it's so important to bring attention to it. There was recently a girl in the news named Carly Russell who faked her own kidnapping. And while I absolutely hate that she stole that attention, if you will, and I might get some hate for this, but I also like that it brought that conversation to the forefront. Trafficking right. is real. Yeah, They do lure victims with small children. That mm-hmm. wasn't far-fetched of an idea. The idea of it being on the side of a, ro- a busy highway was right. a little far-fetched. But um, I am glad that the truth came out on that one. But I do like that it brought trafficking up because it needs to be more of a conversation. Yeah. It is not things that only happen in New York City and Los Angeles. Right. It's happening everywhere that there's a highway.
3: And they had a... Um Incidentally, the movie, what's the name of that movie? It was released at the same time. Oh, that uh, Russell did Freedom. Some, uh, it's all about
1: human trafficking.
2: Sounds of Freedom. Sounds,
1: Sounds of a, freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know, I hadn't seen it yet. was an amazing movie to change your life. Right. I mean, it'll change your life if you're not familiar with that world. Well, the
2: numbers are staggering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: what we do, uh, Brandy,
1: like I do on Real
3: Life for Crime for Lopa, Louisiana, Organ Procurement Agency, we like to use our platform for good. And so the Daily Show took up. Human trafficking, human,
1: well, yeah, human trafficking, and um, ourrescue.org, ourrescue.org. Are they local? Well, they're actually the people behind the Santa Freedom movie. Okay. So they had like the, uh, is the it underground, the, the guy that that movie is is based around. That was the former, uh, 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 it wasn't CIA, but it was uh, the border the Border Protection Agency for the United States. He was behind that whole movie, right? So it was it was a true story on his life. Um, he started that nonprofit.
2: Nice. Yeah.
1: So anyway, well,
3: anyway, check them out, y'all. And we love and appreciate each and every one of you. That's by right. you Brandy, thank you so much for coming in. You rocked it. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman.
1: And I'm Woody Overton.
0: And I'm By You Brandy.
1: For Real Life or a Crime Daily. Peace. Peace